What's up, fam? Welcome back to the NFL Draft Series. We've got a special guest. He is a defensive lineman from the University of Michigan. It is Mike Morris. Mike, how is it down there in sunny Florida? Oh, man, it's so much better than cold Michigan. It's so much better. <laughs> so I grew up in Baltimore, and then I went to school in Texas, and I pretty much swore that I wouldn't go back to the cold. I am in New York, so we get some cold, but... How do you go from Florida all the way up to Michigan? Oh, it's hard. It was hard. It was, man, a bunch of the guys for me and a bunch of guys down south, like DJ Turner, um, like big Chris Hinton. We were all, like, freezing daily, and it was bad. It was bad, but you just got to just stay warm, bundle up, bundle up. Do you think your blood adjusted at any point? Like, do you think you're built for the cold? No. Warm weather. I mean, they will have his nice days. Like, when it's, like, 50 outside, that's beautiful. 60s are beautiful. But when it gets down to, like, 30, 20, 10, I'm inside. I'm not going outside. I feel you. Well, I have to ask you, your your pops went to Florida State. You could have mm -hmm. stayed in Florida in the warm weather. How would you make that decision to go up to Michigan? So, um, so I was actually committed to Florida State. Um, committed to Florida State, and then um, Jimbo Fisher left. So, uh, new coach of staff. Mm, I just kind of just opened up my recruitment. Came down to uh, came down to either. Actually, really is like I was a Florida State like fan growing up too. So, Florida was out of the question, and Miami was too close to home. So, I wasn't staying in Florida. So I just had to leave. So I came down to Tennessee and Michigan. And I prayed over it, and I feel like God led me to the uh, University of Michigan, which was one of the best decisions I ever made. There you go. I love mm -hmm. that. All right. And then I would agree because you were this year's Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year. Mm -hmm. What was that like, being on an absolutely stacked squad? Uh, I, I've gone through your Twitter feed. You're constantly promoting you know, some of your ex-teammates, but you fell into that role this year, and you, you proved yourself. So mm -hmm. what's that look like for you? Uh, it was a it was a struggle because I had to wait my turn. So it was a whole bunch of waiting, 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 and I could have easily left and went to another school and could have just started right away. But I feel like when you wait, it's like you kind of like pay your dues. So I feel like I played the waiting game, and it played out because while I was waiting, I got to learn from some of the best players in college football at the time, and also they're doing amazing in the NFL now. So that just Motivated me, motivated me even more and just helped me kind of build up um, build up the intellectuals of uh, football and learning and how to, take, how to go about my business and stuff like that. So it just made me the person I am today. So is Michigan going to be considered D-line U? Like Ohio State is trying to be wide receiver U. You know, Bama, I think they call themselves CBU. Is Michigan yeah. have that? I think we do. I think we do. I think people... I don't know why, but I feel like everyone kind of underestimates us because, like, I don't get it. Like, we've had what we've had like a lot of a lot of really good people who've been performing in the NFL. We've had what Brandon Ingram, Aiden Jefferson, rookie of the year. Java would have went uh, top ten if he didn't get hurt. Um, Mike Dana, he just won a Super Bowl championship um, with the Chiefs. Quiddy Pay went first round. Um, Rashawn yeah. went first round. Chase Winovich went what second. Second round, second or third round. Uche went second round. Taco, like, there's so many guys that you can just keep going down the list. And it's just like, like, how can you not 
how can you look at that and just like be like, uh, eh, they're all right. Like I don't <laughs> I don't get it. But I think we're edgy. I think we're edgy. Okay. I mean, I grew up a Michigan fan and I've watched, you know, the roller coaster. There were the years where they had the number one pick in the draft, Jake Long, and then the classes before you who couldn't get it done in the big game. Do you think that your class and the classes that you were a part of, they really changed the culture around Michigan? Yes, I think my class is the is the class. Like every, I think everyone will say that. I I would I would think that cuz we think that. Like <laughs> I feel like back in 2018 when we all signed, when we all were like in our group and you know every group every class is a group chat. Like we were watching the 2018 game, we watched them lose and like I feel like I think we made like a statement there that back in 2018 we were going to be the class to beat Michigan, beat Ohio State and be the best uh be the best Michigan team that they've ever seen. And it just took 2019 like I'm thinking maybe a couple of us were playing 28, 20, 20 COVID and 2021 was where like most of our class was playing was like either starting or had a significant role in the team or played. So I feel like the class above us, our class and the class below us all like kind of like gelled together and just helped all of us just like push us up to who we needed to be. And we just didn't care like, what that looked like or how hard, how hard we had to grind for it. We just wanted it. And we just it made it cool. Yeah. We just made it an emphasis that we never want to feel like this again. So we're going to make everyone else feel how we feel. And so we just took it to everybody and it just showed on film. I mean, it, it showed on the field too. You yeah. guys beat Michigan the last couple of years. You beat made it to the college football playoff. You turned around mm-hmm. Coach Harbaugh's career. You know, there mm-hmm. were questions about him, but now there's no questions about Michigan. Honestly, the only question is why is Ohio State still given the respect when Michigan should be considered the top dog in the Big Ten? Do you feel that way? Hey, I don't know. Uh, I feel like we talk about this all the time. I feel like, uh, you know, everyone loves them. They're the – I feel like we're like the middle child, but I feel like when that middle child fights the fights the, the favorite, like, they don't get their butt whooped, you know? <laughs> and then – but we're going to get in trouble about it, which means that we're going to be probably lower than them next year. So, it is what it is. Like, it's given – it is what it is. We realize it. Every game – every game we go into, we know everyone expects us to lose. Everyone always talks about, oh, the other side is so good. Like, when we played Iowa, oh, my – we played Iowa last year. Oh, my gosh, we hated Iowa because all they talked about was about, oh, their defense, they're this, they're that. Like, we haven't won in a Kinnick Stadium in so long. And on their on their um, warm-up thing, on the Jumbotron, they were like, oh, we're so tough. We're this, we're that. Like, this is – we're tough. And we're looking at them like we're about to beat the – the, I'm not gonna say it, but like we we're about to whoop y'all behinds right now, and it's just like stop saying that, and that's how that's how I feel against Ohio State. But I mean, one thing I don't like is people who analytics and all that stuff. That oh the numbers and all this is like sports isn't about numbers. Sports is about going and playing sports, and in sports anybody can win. So. All right. Well, let's get into it then, because I I would consider myself an analytics guy to a degree. I think Mm -hmm. the numbers probably show part of what's going on in the game. Right. And I think 
the the disconnect between what might be like the media or social media and players is the analytics guys who are like it's just numbers no it's yeah. not just numbers yeah. i was i was at the Knicks game today at madison square garden the crowd affected how the opposing team played yeah. so it is much more than numbers it's momentum it's confidence like i watched a bunch of michigan teams that were just as good on paper as ohio state teams but they didn't have it mentally. So I think it's it's somewhere in the middle there. Do you agree with that? Yes. I feel like, yeah, we can – I don't want to say it's a middle ground, but there is a middle ground. Like, I honestly feel like how you look at yourself and how you look at your team and your team being aligned and your team being grounded and have a good foundation is going to show a lot. Because if you look at back in that uh, – if you look back in 2022, the 2022 game, like, you could see every time we scored, it hurt them. Yeah. Every time we did anything good, it just broke them a little bit. That's let you know, like, like how I look at Ohio State is, like, that kid that's been told they're good their whole life. And, like, nothing is, like, nothing is wrong and, like, Oh, it's going to be okay because you're good. We have been taught you guys suck, literally. Like, that's how it's been. I want to, like, I hope that's what they're preaching them, like, now. But, like, since I was a freshman, you guys suck. You guys will never beat, beat Ohio State. You guys will never beat Penn State. And you guys struggle against Michigan State. Like, that's how it is. Like, and that's how it's going to be. Like, you guys. Unless you're top three, you're nothing. And if you're not top one, you suck. And that's how it is. And it's like, and that's how we take it every day. And that's how we see it. And regardless of whoever says that, we're going to still show up and play ball. So it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, people like to say, oh, the players don't hear what, you know, the pundits or the analysts are talking about. It sounds like you hear everything and you use that as fuel. Do you think that's like the whole locker room, you know, this billboard locker room material, or is that mostly you? Do you use that stuff to fuel you? We had, um, we had Ryan, when Ryan Day said he was going to put a hundred on us, we had that thing everywhere in our building. (laughs) We looked at it like everywhere you turned, every monitor, anything that was there. And it was like, like, it was almost like, bro, this dude literally said this. And there's so much people that looked at it like, oh, he just said it. Like, it is what it is. I was pissed. <laughs> there was a couple guys on the team that were pissed. And I feel like everyone that was pissed off stayed in that, uh, and stayed from 2022, 2020 to 2021. Some guys, oh, my bad. Some guys left because of, like, other reasons that I don't fault them for, but most people left because a lot of people left because of the situation, how it was, coaching staff, whatever it is, they want to get away from everything, the losing, da da da. But those who stayed were like really wanted to be champions, and that's when we made it apparent that we're not going to lose to these guys anymore. And we worked our behinds for it. And then after we beat them, it was what are you what are you willing to do to beat Ohio State? And we made the emphasis next year, the following year, it was like, bro. They still think they're better than us. After we beat they behinds, like now we playing at they house. Like, what are you gonna do? 
Like we go like our literally coach Herb, our strength staff was like before we played them in twenty twenty one was like, now it's time to play. Like we ready. Da 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 da. They said they're gonna put a hundred on your boys. What are you gonna do? And then twenty twenty two was like Coach Herb literally same thing. We beat them last year. They say they're gonna beat us. We're going into the shoe. Are you gonna fold and be a little boy, or are you gonna grow some nuts, drop your nuts, and be a grown man and go in there and beat their ass? That's literally how it was, and that's how we carried ourselves. And so we weren't looking at the shoe. We weren't looking at the jersey, the the O. We weren't looking at all the receivers, quarterback. We weren't looking. We were looking just to win. And like me, like me and um, me and Zach joked about it at the combine and all that. But like, like I'm not talking about them as players, individuals. Like I'm just talking about just Ohio State the organization. Like those players, like I give them their kudos, like them props. They're amazing. They're gonna do great at the next level. I'm talking about Ohio State, like as a whole. Like I just, I, I despise the, I despise them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And as a as a God fearing man, I'm not supposed to hate, but I hate Ohio State. I, <laughs> I hate Ohio State. Abe, welcome to the pod. I was going to uh, catch you up to speed, but you pretty much got it. And it's that Mike is not in love with the Ohio State University. Abe is a uh, Penn State Nittany Lion, Mike. So maybe a little a little bad blood, but for the most part, it, hey, it's I not. I feel like y'all y'all cool. Y'all cool. Yeah, Mike. First y'all off, cool. pleasure to meet you. Glad that you uh, glad cool. you can join the show. I mean, we found common ground mm-hmm. in the first thirty seconds that we both hate Ohio State. And as a Penn State grad, I can put my right hand up and admit that in one of my time there and historically, Michigan has whooped our ass. They've been a better program. So we can both find solace in that we both hate the Buckeyes. I've seen Penn State lose too many games at that damn shoe. It's such a stupid name for a stadium even. Like the horseshoe. Like, so one of my – okay, I have a really good friend that goes to – like a really good friend. Like I know her family – and everything. So she goes to Ohio State. She plays on the lacrosse team. And she was like, Mike, you're coming to the shoe. Like, what do you got? You guys aren't ready. And I looked at her. I was, about to, I was like, we're about to beat the f- – I, I, <laughs> we're about to oh, – like, shut up. Shut up. And then we beat them. And our, our and key guys on our team are hurt. Like, imagine if we were full healthy, like fully healthy. We would have we put 100 – we would have put 100 on them. But it's all good. It's all. I have a question about. I have another question about the Michigan Ohio State rivalry. Right. Let's see. You're Mm -hmm. about to go to the next level. Hopefully, have a lot of success there. Get your money and everything. But if you were given the opportunity every single year for free, you were playing for free to play in the Michigan Ohio State game every single year during your NFL career. Albeit, you just it's purely out of hatred for Ohio State and loving to play in that rivalry. Would you do it during the NFL season? Coach is like, you can go play. It's at the big house. It's at the shoe. We got to play the Buckeyes, and we need you, Mike. Everything would say yes. My whole body and energy would say <laughs> yes. But as a as a player of the game and knowing what I went through, I feel like I can't because it's somebody else's job to go beat them. Like, it's not our job. To, we played the game, like, whether how many games we lost, how many games we won, it happened. And now it's someone else's job to get the job done. So, whether their guys feel that way or I feel this way, like, like we'll never know because, like, we beat who we beat and we lost to who we lost to. And that's just how you keep moving. But, like, it's all about that next game. It's all about, like, I'm 
like I told I told Zach this. I said, <laughs> no, someone asked me this at the combine. They were like, Mike, if you had an Ohio State teammate, what would happen? I'd be like, like they just went to Ohio State. I don't care. Like we're gonna be great teammates. We're gonna joke about it. But like, I hope he knows. Like once no event, like last week in November, he might not be my teammate no more. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, so, yeah. so we're talking about bulletin board material, locker room material, and I saw that you are a fan of LeBron James. So I'm very curious, where do you think the edge is, right? Because you said, Ryan Day said that, you put it up all around the locker room for months and months, and it drove you. But there's probably somewhere where you feel talking trash gives you that edge. Dylan Brooks has been talking trash to LeBron James. It's not going very well for him. Are you a trash talker if you use that locker room material as fuel or you don't want to say anything because you don't want other people to have that drive? No, I'm not a trash talker. I don't talk trash. I'm more of like a motivator. I'm more of a behind closed doors. I'm going to say it to the team or on the sideline. I'm going to say it to the team when I'm talking to them. But I'm never going to talk trash to the other opponent. Like, I'm more – I'm that player that's – I'm not even thinking about football. Like, I'm so locked in on what I have to do. Like, I'm not talking. I'm not doing anything. I'm just so focused on what I have to do. I'm not really – not really – I don't have time to talk trash. So, what do you have time for, right? We all know Mike Morris. He, he despises Ohio State, Michigan player, coming to the draft. What does Mike do off the field? What does Mike like to do outside of football? Man, I'm a homebody. I play video games. I'm actually about to play Fortnite right after this. Jack Xbox and I have recently gotten the show. PS5. PS5. Mm-hmm. PS5. PS5 is Are you nice in Fortnite? I'm decent. I'm decent. I'll kill somebody. I do it more for the camaraderie of my friends. That's a sound clip right there. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's your who's your dream Fortnite for some? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gotta put um, I don't know why I'm gonna say speed for the comics for just to just to laugh just to laugh I'm gonna say speed. Then give me I'm gonna give me Kai so I can so he can egg speed on to do something funny. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say. You're not trying to win, I can tell. It's, no, all, it's all the vibes. It's all the vibes. Because if you just play to win, if you play to win, like now we got, and then we got to have Ninja so he can actually carry us. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, got the Ninja vibes, and you got the guy that'll carry you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. There we go. I need someone to carry us. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be too busy right, laughing, so you're not gonna get much yeah. out of me. So, so I do need to ask you. You went to the combine. You had a great time there. I know you didn't have your best performance. Mm-hmm. What do people need to know about that? Because I, I feel like that probably just motivated you more. It did. I feel like it needed to happen because it just taught me something way more that was way more valuable than going and performing well. Like this whole process, I've been really focused on just like myself and making everybody, making my family name look good. And when I failed, I mean, when I feel like I did, I didn't fail, but when I feel like I did bad, it was like, dang, I got disappointed a lot of people. But then when I went home, it was like, I just got so much love. And those kind of affirmations at a point where it was like, my family doesn't really care if I do good or bad, but they're, they're just there. And my friends were too. So 
my family at Michigan was there for me too. So it just like kind of like it was like okay, like I have my circle who can who like can like keep me grounded and love me regardless. And it was like everything happens for a reason. So I feel like if that performance did kind of like boost my stock down, like it happened for a reason, you know. It is what it is. I can't really go back and control it or worry about it. There's no point in that. I just know that, I mean, you turn on the film, you turn on any Michigan game, like, I feel like you're going to see me go out there and play football. And that's what the end, of the end of the day is about. Like, anybody can run fast and jump high, jump far, and look smooth in drills, but you put on them pads and put on them pads and put a – 300-pound grown man in front of you, like, it's a whole different world. Well, the good news is that Jack and I have an opportunity for you to boost your stock through the roof. I don't believe at any more at the Combine they're giving the Wonderlick test, are they? Bro, I took it. The, the, the dumbest test I've ever took. Exactly, right? So Jack and I have heard that from all of our guests that we've had, all of our the guys in our draft series that are that are going to the league. And we said, how can we rework this Wonderlick so that it can have an impact? So Jack and I created this snapback Wonderlick test where essentially your results on this test will dictate exactly how your career is going to progress. Most notably, we've had Trayvon Diggs on. He aced the test. We had Devontae Smith on of the Eagles. He aced the test. So this test that Jack and I created um, via text in the middle of the afternoon when we were bored at work pretty much will dictate how your career is going to go. So if you're ready to take it, we have a chance to rewrite your entire combine, your entire stock, and to to bolster it up. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. right. It's about like eight or nine questions, but they're pretty pretty straightforward. Or maybe they're not. Okay. Question number one. How many times can you subtract 10 from 100? 10 times. The answer is one. Because after you subtract it once, you'd be subtracting from 90. <laughs> hey, yo. Okay, okay. So this, oh, one, yeah. this is what kind of exam this is. All right. I love these kind of questions. I love I always, I'm always interested to see when, when – no, the first question, nobody really ever gets it, right? And I'm always no. curious at what point during the test are they going to understand what Jack and I are going for right here. So all right, getting all right, it early right. now, and often. Now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. He's I've locked in. Dude, kind of you, get, you get the question wrong, but you just check the box knowing that, let's be quite honest, Jack and I are here to fuck with you. Big deal. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here so for Jack, it. take okay. it away. Question number two. Let's keep it going. All right. All right. Question number two. All right. If two's a company and three is a crowd, what do four and five make? If two's a company and three is a crowd, what do four and five make? Three's a company. Two's a wait. Two's a company. Three's a crowd. Two's company. Three's a crowd. What do it's four? Some, it's some dumb stuff. I know it's some dumb. Why, oh yeah. my god! What is, it? what is it? I don't know. I don't know. The, the answer is nine. The answer is the answer is nine. Question number three, all right, all right. and I think I think this can get you on the horse. Question number three. The opposite of least is most, but what do you put in a toaster? Put bread. 
Yeah. Don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. We'll humble you real quick. Cocky. This is the toughest one. Right. This is the toughest one. Okay. Where can you add two to eleven and get one? Where can you add two to eleven and get one? Wait. Where can you add two? Jack, since he knows what we're going for, I'm going to rework the question and try and help him out a little bit. Where can you add two to 11 and land on one? Where where can you add two to 11? What the hell? <laughs> where can you add two to 11? I don't, what, what, the, what kind of question is this? On a clock is is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Two to eleven. Oh my gosh, this is some. Okay, all right, all right. That's a good one. That's oh, a good question. Man, you gotta admit that. To be fair, question. nope, nope. That was a new question added this year, and nobody has gotten it yet. All right, all right. Yeah. If you get that, it's they they bring you a gold jacket. You know the, the big guy who carries. The, they just show up at your door. So Dang. it's all right. No no harm, no foul. <sighs> All right. All right, here we go. Let's keep it moving. <clears throat> Jane's father has three daughters. daughters. One daughter's name is Beyonce. One mm. daughter's name is Kelly. Mm. What is the name of the third daughter? Jane. Mm. <clears throat> quick That's off the line of scrimmage. Red easy. Mm. That's quick. Quick instincts. That's what mm. that shows me. Good stuff, Mike. Good stuff. All right, Mike. What word in the dictionary is spelled incorrectly? Incorrectly. Oh my there we God! Go. There we go. Timing is impeccable. We're rolling. We're rolling. Let's. Hey, it's this is the last one. This is the last one. Let's finish strong here. Here we go. Come on. A man. A man went outside in the pouring rain without an umbrella. Not a single hair on his head got wet. How is that possible? He went outside in the rain with no umbrella. Pouring rain. No umbrella. Was it like a pavilion? That could That's be wrong. One. But, okay. Um, <laughs> the rain. I actually like that answer. No, but if you went outside to get to the pavilion, oh, you're saying, okay, like There's facilities attached to the Okay. He like went that. outside in the rain, but didn't get wet. Not a single yeah, hair on his head got wet. Not a single hair on his head got wet. Oh my gosh! Um, he had a raincoat on. That's too. That's way too. That's obvious. <laughs> so obvious. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay, okay. It's down that path. It's down that path. You're on the right track. But yes, raincoat is too easy there. Okay. Not a single hair on his head got wet. He was bald. He was yeah, damn ball. There we go, there we go there Mike. Hey, so this is how we do it. We we look. We don't go question by question and just give you a five out of eight. We look at the entire performance. What I learned from that performance right now is that you're a quick learner. Right away, you mm -hmm. knew that Jack and I were just here to fuck with you, as we are mm -hmm. every person that comes on this podcast. And then you struggled a little bit early on. There were some tough questions, but it's a four quarter game. Football's a four quarter game, and four you ended the second. Game. The end of the second half going, I think, four for four on the last four or something. So yeah. that was an We're impressive second half team. We're second there we half go. Team. Second half Prime team. Prime time, Mike. big time player. Let's go. 
All right, Mike, let's uh, let's just round out this podcast with a little rapid fire. Not a test, not a quiz, mm-hmm. just rapid fire. Uh, favorite social media app? Snapchat. Right now, Snapchat. Good answer. Okay. No, uh, no, no, no. Instagram. Got to be Instagram. Gotta why be Instagram. Insta? Why Insta? My, feed, my feed's been kind of crazy right now, but it's been crazy funny, so... If y'all ever want to ask somebody, ask Olu. If you get Olu, Olu Watemi on here, and just right. ask him, like, what does Mike send you on Snapchat? I mean, Instagram. And he'll, he'll just laugh. He'll just laugh. I got to get in this group chat. Yeah, I, I, I need some that. of these posts, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Player you most want to sack in the NFL? Mm, Tom Brady retired. Oh, uh, who I want to sack? Probably Lamar, because he's so, he's so slippery. All right. I'm a, a B more guy, so yeah. good luck. Or maybe maybe we can add you. We don't we don't mind bringing the Michigan boys. Hey, over. hey, Mac McDonald's my old DC, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I know. Uh, teammate, prior teammate that you would most want to play with in the league. Um, you better hurt someone's feelings right here. Man, it has to be. I don't know. I'm split between uh, probably David and Aiden. Split between David you're, and Aiden. You're really pushing this Baltimore agenda. I like it. Yeah. Like either, it. either Baltimore or Detroit. One of them. I like okay. it. I like both of them. Okay. Uh, favorite video game? God of War. Nah, it's 50-50 between God of War and The Last of Us. So, did you watch the show? Yes. Jack, I told you you have to watch this show. It's unbelievable. I didn't play the game. And, like, I used to be a big video game guy when I was a kid, and I since haven't recently. But, like, just watching that show makes me want to pick up the controller because, I mean, you can speak to it. I I heard the game is ten times better than the show. Right now. That's probably the best adaptation, the best, like, video game to, like, like, real-life adaptation I've ever seen. Because, really, like, when you think of – Oh, a video games being made into a show, you'd be like, ah, I'm not Corny. watching it because they're gonna match it up. Because it'll be like Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. trash. But it's like when you watch it, it was like, okay, like my girlfriend the whole time was like, Mike, what's gonna happen? And I was like, it's kind of changed a little bit, but it's still on the same timeline. But bro, like everything you saw in the game, everything you saw in the show, think of it like times a hundred in the game. Because, like, you're actually playing the game. So, it's, like, everything is, like, intensified times 10. Yeah. The show is unbelievable. Yeah. And plus, like, you know, like, that big, like, berserker one that came out of the hole? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you have to fight those constantly, like, by yourself. And, like, they can, like, run through walls and stuff. And so, like, you have to fight that while it's chasing after you. It gets gets scared. There's plenty of times I've been fully sweating playing that game. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny well mike this has been a ton of fun you, you graded out perfectly on the wonderlick so don't get discouraged mm-hmm. just because you don't know where you can add two to 11 and land on one most people don't but uh we wish you the best of luck at the next level we're gonna be rooting for you we're excited to have you back on where can people find you on social media uh you can find me on uh twitter at mike morris m-o-r-i-s 87 you can find me on uh, Snapchat at Mike underscore Morris, but two R's, M-O-R-R-I-S, one, two, three on Snapchat. And you can find me at the Money Mike. Uh, 
the underscore money Mike with two E's at the end um, on Instagram. So those are all my, oh, and Mikey Mo on uh, TikTok. There Mikey we go. Mo. Are you making TikToks? I need to, man. I need to. I need to. Once you get in the I'm locker so room, you'll have more content to make. There's more going Yeah, on. I'm so lazy, though. When coming to social media, I'm so lazy. My girlfriend always says, like, Mike, if you made TikToks, you'd be so famous. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta play God hey, of War. All right, Mike. Appreciate you. Best of luck uh, this upcoming week and in the future. And hopefully, we'll see you in Baltimore. No, I appreciate it.